Thrones on the Table, a podcast about board games, card games, and tabletop war games. Hey, it's Chase from On the Table Gaming, and welcome back to episode 100 of the On the Table Gaming podcast. And I'm joined by my co-host, Josh. Josh, <laughs> welcome back. Hello, Chase. How's it going? Hello, oh, audience. It's been a while. I'm so excited to get back here connecting over voice. I know I've been I've been uh, I've been in hiding uh, for the last year or so, but uh, interested to uh, to talk about some of this this new stuff that's coming down the pipe. So we've uh, we started the podcast together. You know, it's got us in maybe twenty. 18 i think so it's been a while we've been we've been running things for a bit and um you know this is how it all began so i thought what more fitting than for episode 100 to kind of go back to the roots and then bring the band back together here yeah this is episode 100 well technically we're like in the 130s because we did a bunch of other things <laughs> but but and uh you know and for people who are asking i did a last episode was like 99.5 and they were like oh are you saving things for an episode 100 i do have something special planned and it's not ready and we missed the last two weeks because i've been working on this much bigger project i've got some really <clears> cool <throat> things in the work and i realized you know i can't just hold everything forever so we're gonna have a really fun episode here and don't worry guys we have a lot of cool stuff coming down the line in the future i was gonna say episode 100 that is nuts it's it's pretty crazy it's been surreal and this is like a thing we just started being like you know what like we really enjoy this a song of ice and fire game like let's just talk about our journey and like learning how to play yeah well, it's funny it's like one of those things where i think we just wanted other people to talk about the game you know we were just yeah. sort of like it was just you and me texting furiously back and forth and like I always look for a podcast whenever I get into a game because it's just cool, like hear what people are talking about. And there wasn't one, and we were like, "This feels like something we should we should talk about." It felt like do or die in the beginning, where it was like, "Is this game gonna make it?" Like, uh, where we're like, "We want people to play this game." So, like, how do we just like spread the word as much as possible? Yeah, and yeah. I think that's no longer a question at all. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, think about back then; it was like literally just the Kickstarter. And then, you know, the Kickstarter stuff released in retail, and we're like, okay, you know. Can we go, can we go down like a blast down memory lane here? I always bring this up, but remember when like Night's Watch released? Oh, yeah. It was like so much yeah. Time, and it was delayed a month, I think. And people were like, is this game going to die? <laughs> this unit has been delayed four weeks. And, but then uh, we went to PAX and it was, it was sold out before we even got there. That was crazy. Know? Yeah. Oh, they were selling it like before the doors opened. It was just, yeah. anyhow. <laughs> I kind of wanted to grab the demo copy, but they wouldn't let us. You know, who knows? Who knows? Maybe. But uh, we've got a lot of cool stuff coming up here. And uh, let's, you know, let's go do a throwback here. It's been a while since we've both been on. And you know what? I, I for those who are longtime listeners, um, you know, that segment of A Song of Ways and Fire News, the, the rookery, where we go up and check on the Ravens, <laughs> it's, it's been maybe like, you know, 18, 19 months since we've done that. I'm really worried about these birds. Let's, uh, let's go see what's up there. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Opening that door. And we got a, we got a few things to talk about here. So we are uh in the calm before the storm. So the gray doors are starting to land and um be deployed across the world. And so we're gonna be getting our hands on those soon. We're really excited. Mm-hmm. And we got a lot of um, some other units coming out on the horizon. And it looks like, you know, you know don't hold us to this, but it, it's some of the numbers that we've been seeing thrown out there. Uh, people have said the Asmodee USA release date. 
it seems like May 21st is going to be a big day where there might be like nine or something units coming out on around that time. So, you know, whether it's exactly that day or it's you know, a little bit later or earlier, you know, I don't, I don't want to give them hopes up here, but, you know, we've got the the war mammoths, the Stormcrow Dervishes, the Unsullied Pikemen, Mother of Dragons, the Stag Knights. Uh, we've got the Hedge Knights. Freedmen, Baratheons, Queensmen, and the Roller Lightbringers. Those are all scheduled. So, I mean, it's getting it's getting pretty pretty uh, you know inundated with units here. Oh, yeah, yeah. And just saying, Chief, my birthday is in May. So, if you want, well, you know. guess what? You are gonna you're in <laughs> my friend, and I know exactly what to get you. Yeah, um, it's it feels good that something like we've got like a. I mean, I think the whole world is starting to slowly like feel a little bit closer to normal, and like. This is just a small piece of that is like, oh, my God, we're getting new stuff. And it's like we've got some some momentum building again. It's, it's pretty it's pretty awesome. Are there any units that you're looking forward to getting in particular? So for me, I mean, I think technically they already released, but I haven't been able to find a copy uh, since they came out. Is I need to buy an entire force of Rose Knights. Oh, jeez. Uh, <laughs> oh, God. It's the most ruthless uh, sort of uh, army, but we, when we played it um, on, on tabletop simulator, it's just it's it's the perfect kind of obnoxious that I love. It's just you know just slowly picking at you and you know just dealing wounds whenever I'm healing and just you know kind of restoring my guys and, and hitting you back. And it's 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 so fun and obnoxious for the opponent to deal with. I, uh, I just need a, I need a lot of those. Guys. Well, for me, I am really looking forward to the mammoths. I think that's what I'm looking for the most. And uh, Duncan Rhodes just put up on maybe a couple of weeks ago up on his uh, Academy painting Academy site, a tutorial on how to paint them. And I really like his approach to it. So, you know, that's something I've been a member for, for a while. If people are looking to check stuff out, Duncan Rhodes and Mike Meeple are kind of like my go-to guys for that. Also, because, you know, it's, you can also harass them. Duncan Rhodes has like a forum where you can be like, help, like I need more advice on this. <laughs> and Mike Meeple, I can just reach out to, he's got a cool Patreon group, but you know, mammoths, I just, you know, they look so cool as a miniature and I'm excited to this to get my hands on a big uh, a big stinking mammoth that i can go crush baratheons with you might be able to i might be able to we'll have to put it to a test we'll i think we'll i think it's cool i think it's good though just whenever you have an opportunity to add a unit to the table that's just a big thing i think that's that's awesome and it's cool to have like units too when people are walking by like what you playing they're like whoa like yeah. is that a, what is that and it's like that's a it's a mammoth it's a pretty amazing but the other cool thing is the gray joys and i you know i'm really looking forward to getting my hands on that starter set and uh, getting some games in there because in, in some ways i feel like that kind of like uh as we hurt you we get better and we kind of like drag you down and although we're not like super heavily armored that kind of is like a little bit of that like uh free folk fantasy i think to me so i feel like there might be some mm. play style elements that i really like there even if maybe i mean they look amazing but i think maybe overall the aesthetic of the the free folk maybe looks speaks to me more but the gray joy look fantastic so that's something i'm, I'm definitely gonna be playing as like a, an off faction 100 yeah i mean it's anytime a new faction comes out that's like one of the most exciting times because you're you're playing with a whole new deck you're playing with a whole new army like you're gonna mix and match your units and start figuring out like what you like about them because it's always one thing to theory craft but then when you actually like play them on a tabletop it's like then you start to go oh I get it. And so, you know, so much of this stuff is coming out. So these next couple, you know, months are going to be amazing. Plus, you know, where mm -hmm. we are, uh, you know, vaccine rollout is going really well. And so, you know, we'll be able to play some games with our with each other soon. And it's been yes. like, what, like 15 months? Like we haven't had physical miniatures like on the table in so long. I don't think I've ever gotten a chance to put my skin changers actually on the table physically. I haven't played like a physical game with them. So, right. 
I'm excited. We played them in uh, Tabletop Simulator, but I have not seen your actual model. Yeah, so you know, just finally get a get a chance to get those going. So, I mean, we're getting close. Um, some other interesting things, though. There, this isn't, you know, we got all this stuff coming in. It may, might be uh, getting lost in the shuffle here, but somebody brought up to me, as we're starting to see these other units coming out, there's a guy, Barrick the Brick, who's a great guy in the Discord, one of our Patreon supporters. Thank you so much. But he maintains a, a spreadsheet of, like, units that, like, when they get mentioned... Uh, or dropped in some way, whether it's on like someone's like distribution list or whether it's a, an officially announced one from Simon or something that like the game developer hints at. And uh, on the uh, we, we had some news about the Mormont She Bears. And I said, hey, you know, I think the Mormont She Bears, they might be the last unit that was depicted in the original deluxe rule book, like the art book. I think almost every other picture has been accounted for. And somebody messaged me and was like, hey, man, no, you're, you're totally messing up on page 131. There's a Night's Watch ride on a horse with a sword and it's not one of those uh you know the ranger uh trackers it's it looks like it's a you know something else and so i'm you know is it a watch marshal is it is it not and so i was looking at this spreadsheet that barrack made and he has this unit on here the ranger vanguard that i think were revealed in a distribution list and so you know i'm wondering is that image on page 131 of this uh, this night's watch on a horse is that potentially the ranger vanguard might we have like a mounted another mounted unit for the night's watch it feels like they could use one right because they've got you know the, the trackers are really more of like a harassment unit but like a true like cavalry melee unit they don't really have that so it's, it's interesting i think that's something they could definitely uh take advantage of is having a, a dedicated uh cavalry unit and that seems like you know, based on the art, that definitely looks like that. That's what that could be. I mean, who knows, right? I wonder if, I mean, because the big thing people are saying is like, could it be that? And I thought maybe instead it might be like the, uh, what's it called? The watch marshal. Like yeah, the, yeah. Uh, but, you know, that might not be the case. So, you know, I, I really wonder. And, you know, we'll see. But, you know, could this be the fabled, uh, the fabled last image in the art book and so because of that i like flipped through the art book like looking at like every single image and it could be like you know there are some variants of units like here's what the veterans could have looked like or things like that and so it might just be a variant image of the ranger tracker but i think everything else now we can say has been accounted for and so that's kind of crazy too because you know the art book came out you know several years ago and yeah. to me, it's sort of like symbolic of like the game. I remember when we originally talked and you remember the whole like fiasco of them. Uh, I think Michael Chanel said like, yeah, there's going to be like nine factions or something or there, there's the potential to be nine factions or and, uh, you know, he's been taking it back ever since. Being like, <laughs> I never said only I said there would be. You know, so we are, uh, you know, we might have more factions or less. But, you know, this is something that was maybe designed out you know, at the start of the game. And we might be getting towards the end of that, like, original cycle, right? Like, I wonder yeah. how many units they plan out at the start. And then, you know, we're, what, three years in? Are we getting into, like, a new wave of new content? I feel like it's totally possible, right? And, and, and what's interesting is, you know, they're going to have a chance to, like, take a look at also, like, the effects of, uh, you know, the 2.0, right? Like, all the changes that they're making to the game, to the to the decks. And who knows how that's going to affect the units we've already got, but also maybe what's what's coming down the pipe, right? Uh, obviously, they're already they are have already have been playtesting uh, those new rules probably for a long time now. So they're I'm, I'm sure cooking up some new stuff that's going to also fit really nicely into this new meta. Yeah, and it's always fun when you see these tweaks. You know, the 2021 update. I think people have very had various like opinions on like how big of a shakeup it is. Yeah, they're really not changing that many core rules of the 
game. And so I know the developers see it more as like, we just made, we made like an overpass. We cleaned up all units. Um, and it seems like a lot because like every unit got touched. But I feel like when they often talk about it, they're, they're still looking at it as like, this isn't as big an update as everyone seems to, to think it is. Now, unfortunately, because of the way it's kind of being rolled out, right, with during a global pandemic, there's been all sorts of excitement and challenges. Uh, it's definitely gotten hyped up and, you know, it's it's been hyped a lot, right? We spent maybe 16 weeks talking on it here as we're waiting for it to come, waiting for it to come. Um, and, you know, there's been ships stuck in canals and there's been all sorts of fun stuff, regardless of whether it's the biggest thing ever or just minor changes. I think once we get it in our hands, I get to play with it. Like, it'd just be fun going back to playing. I agree. I, agree. I mean, even if we don't get anything new, it'll be nice to just get all our stuff on the table again because it's been such a long time. CMOM's not the only one who's had distribution problems. I mean, had, right. I don't know if anybody's tried to buy PlayStation 5. Uh, you know, CMOM's <laughs> a pretty big company with a pretty big supply chain, and they're, they're, right. they're not able to get a good time. I so. know. The same thing with like Legion, which is like my other really big game. A lot of delays Ooh. there and people freaking out. Is this the end <laughs> of Legion? It's like, guys, we're going to be okay. Like a lot of these miniature games, we're all in the same boat. And it stinks when like the majority of the games you play are all like having things delayed. And it's uh, it's been a challenging year. I, I think it's like I think you can tell a game starting to die when it, when the company completely stops stops talking about it, right? Like if you look at something like Rune Wars, it's like yeah. FFG like completely stopped talking about it for months, and then they were like, oh by the way, we're not we're not doing anything with this anymore. Yeah, I think at the very least, Simon has shown not only are they talking about the game, but they're actively releasing new factions. And I don't think a company is going to be expanding on a product line that's failing, right? So. Right. I'm not overly concerned. I mean, obviously, it's bad for business if they're not able to sell stuff, right? But the fact that they've been like sold out of a lot of these things for for a long time, and we they just don't have product on shelves. That's a you know that's a good a good sign. It means that there's still interest there. I think we got like 15 units coming out in the next like six weeks. So I I feel like uh, <laughs> that's not a dead game. Oh no, um, yeah. I mean, there's there's so much still to come, and I mean, like it's it's going to be so exciting because my my Baratheons definitely could use some help. Um, you know, <laughs> my starter set plus one box of uh, Stagnites is you know not not quite getting it done anymore. So. Or sorry, champions of the stack. Not stag- I would never buy a separate box of stagnites. Well, hey, these new these new ones coming out are going to be pretty fancy. So you're going to get to reshuffle the whole Baratheon approach and then uh, see what they all they, come out as. They could use a reshuffle for sure. They're <laughs> they're they're tough to play. Uh, but yeah, I think uh, I think it, they've got a. They've got some good stuff now, and, and with the stuff, the other stuff that's coming down, uh, I think it's uh, pretty exciting. Besides being excited to get back to play with you, I, we've maybe talked about going up to towards Massachusetts a little bit, driving around and, and maybe getting some outside games or trying to connect with people and, and play some socially get distance games as we are vaccinated. I'm waiting on my wife to get her second shot so that I can uh, really be comfortable about it. But I think we'll be back, you know, when all this stuff drops, I think we'll be in a prime spot to get back to, to playing. Finally. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah I, I was lucky enough that I got my, I got the Johnson Johnson. So that, that was, uh, you know, kind of one and done, which is nice. And then I actually got to play a game on a tabletop uh, with my buddy who was also vaccinated uh, and we waited two weeks and everything. And then it was nice. It was nice just to like kind of move stuff around on a board, you know, for a change. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And so, you know, overall, like how's the, how was the gap? How's the gap been treating you? Like, you know, it's been a while since we've gotten to play in person. What have, uh, what have you been up to? I mean, it, it's interesting because I've, I've, I've definitely, um, it, it, because you can't really play. I mean, we, we did a little bit of tabletop simulator, but that's not quite as convenient as, or to me, it's like, it's, it's close, but it's not the same as, as 
you know, actually playing on a board, right? Yeah. Um, I think uh, so. Mainly, what I've been focusing on is just hobby stuff, and I've I've dabbled in some other games. Uh, you know, I did play a little bit of um, you know Magic Online. They have a good uh, spell table. Is a great remote app for playing Commander remote with uh, with other people around the world. Uh, so that's been really cool. But other than that, I've actually started. I, I started with Kill Team, which apparently is like a you know that's like your your first hit of crack, right? <laughs> That's a little taste. That's when he knew. He messed yeah. up. <laughs> <laughs> and then you're like, oh, okay. And then you start to think, like, well, you know, I'll just get another, another you know, batch of guys. I only need, like, a squad, so I'll just buy, like, a box or whatever. And so I ended up with, like, six kill teams. I played, like, twice, right? But I just kept building and painting because it was so fun. And then I ended up going, like, I should probably buy, like, a Dreadnought. That'd be kind of cool. And then I ended up buying, like, a Dreadnought and then another Dreadnought and a tank. And then I was like, okay, now I have a 40K army. Uh, <laughs> I played one game ever. Uh, but it was, like, super fun to, like, build and paint that and kind of get back into, like, that was a childhood hobby of mine. It was, uh, collecting ultramarines but uh you know just uh it's been really fun to like check out the lore again and kind of my toe back in that world. Yeah, I'll have to dig out. I've got some old second edition 40k stuff where like the bolters like <laughs> pushes into the chest, like really horribly shaped Marines. We got enough to, we got enough to play some games with that. So that'll be fun. I haven't, you know, it's been since I was in, you know, middle school, high school, I think since I played 40k. So that would be cool to, to do some games of. The game is definitely a lot cleaner these days, I think, than, than back in those days. But I will say compared to a song, of, I will say this, a song of my fire, having played that and playing other games, the rule set, is so much more streamlined than any of these other games that I've been dabbling with because it's just everything's on the cards. The rule book is like 30 pages long. It's, you know, there's not a lot of like really weird specific rules unless it's like a unit specific rule. Um, so I, I think it's just, it's one of those things where like, I'm like, wow, they really did do a good job with keeping the game right. really straightforward. And I think that's, I, I just went on another podcast, Three Men in a War Game and great guys. And they wanted me to kind of pitch them a song of ice and fire. And, and I think that's the great appeal is that you can pick it up so easily and uh, it can be kind of like a lifestyle game we really dive into, but it doesn't have to be. And like a song of ice and fire can be a great like side game. If you're really into 40K, like buy a starter box of a song of ice and fire and just like jump in. Or, you know, make this your main thing. And, you know, you might end up with a couple uh, couple armies. It's, it's funny. It's, just, it's one of those things where it's like, and they all kind of scratch different niches, right? Like if you're looking right. for uh, a rank and flank type game that's got like a really sort of tight rule set and like, you know, the cards and a really great theme uh, at a great price point, uh, I would say, you know, Song of Ice and Fire is really, really good. And if you want something that's, you know, there's a little more of a hobby aspect of it because you're doing more of the, the building and, and, and stuff um, and you want to have like, more like skirmish style, you know, you, you've got options for that too. So I, I like to kind of like try out different stuff that's uh, you know, not necessarily covering the same ground. So the other game I've been checking out is uh, Marvel Crisis Protocol. And that's a game that I've only played like maybe five games of ever, but I've got a bunch of miniatures now for, and it's, it's just really, you know, uh, it's a fun game. I know people like to play it competitively, but I see it kind of more as a, a fun get together and have a fun, like thematic, crazy battle. Maybe, maybe I'll get more to the competitive side of it, but that might be a fun one for us to check out as well. And especially like I've realized how much I enjoy during this you know pandemic time uh, having games with like the strong IP and I, and I think I'm often drawn to those sorts of games Game of Thrones you know Song of Ice and Fire uh, Star Wars Legion people that know me that's copied like my main game I play that was the one I was most competitive in and you know love watching the Star Wars films and like the oh, Mandalorian cool like I wonder if that unit will make it in um, yeah. not not yeah, the other we won't talk about the other uh, we won't talk about the other Star Wars movies but, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> some of the new stuff they've come out with is, is pretty great and, uh, and, you, didn't, and then, you didn't like you didn't like solo 
Oh man, <laughs> he's solo. Mm. We'll call you yeah. Solo. <laughs> I was like, did they need to explain that? Like, I don't, we um, that's, a, that's an episode for another time. Um, yeah. And then Marvel Crisis Protocol, like you know, watching some of the Marvel stuff, I thought the uh, WandaVision and Falcon and the Winter Soldier were were great. Really, it was really helpful to have that sort of serialized entertainment over this period. So, you know, playing a game where you can be like, I want to get this cool character that I really like, you know, I've really enjoyed just even collecting them. So that would be a fun one to maybe play. And then you've been looking at some historicals as well, right? Yeah. <laughs> I was, uh, I was, I watched um, Saving Private Ryan one of these days on Netflix. And then uh, I've been watching these YouTube videos. This guy, the armchair historian, I don't know if you've ever heard of him. He does like these little like cartoon YouTube videos of like historical events. And I was just like, I found myself just watching a ton of World War II stuff, which I've always had a passing interest in. And so it's kind of like bolt action caught my eye. And I was like, huh. It was kind of cool and really cheap, uh, which are two things I appreciate. So <laughs> I, I was just like, let me just let me just check out that starter set. Uh, and so I just, you know, I just picked up the uh, Band of Brothers starter set, uh, you know, which is on Amazon, like 80 bucks or something. And then I just got like a little, little crew of Germans and Americans and uh, started painting them up. And it's been super fun. So now I, so I, bought a, I bought a Sherman tank and a Tiger tank and, you know, some more German paratroopers. But we'll see. We'll see, we'll see where this one takes me. That can be hard, though, with some of the historical games. I've been really looking at some. Uh, people may have known in the past, I talked about picking up some Napoleonics. I've got some French linemen. And uh, it's been yeah. a hard, like, jumping into games that have, like, really long and complicated rule sets. Yes. I'm so used to, like, A Song of Ice and Fire, where I could, like, sit down and, like, you know, in 15, 20 minutes or less, like, read through the A Song of Ice and Fire rulebook and be like, oh, yeah, I, I get how to play. And um, I don't really necessarily have to reference the rule book a lot. And then some other books, where I'm like, this is a 300 page rule book. Like, okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. But um, both action is definitely somewhere in the middle of that. Cause I think like the basic rules are pretty, pretty tight, but then there's a lot of like, um, you know, stuff that they do for the sake of realism, you know, mm -hmm. uh, like if you're calling it an airstrike, it's like a 17 step process. <laughs> right. Like, this is, this is insanely complicated. But I bet um, once you know how to do it, then it's like, it's really cool. And you're like, oh, wow. tricks, yes. yeah. I mean, I, I do like, one of the things I like most about it is the uh, activation system because you have a bag of dice where, uh, you know, essentially you have like, how, how, like however many units you have, that's how many dice you have in the bag. And the other side is the same, you're in the same bag. So you reach any plot of dice, you, you don't know if it's going to be your go or my go in the turn. Mm -hmm. So I might get to go three times in a row, but then that means toward the end of the turn, you'll get to go over and over again. Gotcha. Um, so it's just like sort of push-pull where similar to like Memoir 44, which is another great World War II game, uh, you have this thing where there's like this fog of war sort of effect that's just baked right into the, the DNA of the game where I don't know if I'm going to be able to activate my most critical thing, right? Um, so it's, 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 it adds a lot of tension to the game. No, I, I think that's really cool. That's been something that's been kind of uh, whispering in my ears. So now that you've got some stuff, maybe we'll maybe we'll test it out. Over the year, I did take some time to set up an area so we can film a little bit more stuff, get some actual like gameplay videos going. I've been focusing a lot this past year since I couldn't see people use my miniatures on the graphical side of things. Um, so that's I think I'm ready with that. I've learned so much. So going from like zero to like being able to do a little bit more. I've actually, you know, and I'm maybe spoiler but i'll talk about this more in the future but i'm actually working for two companies now gaming companies helping them out with videos we saw a little bit of a dip in my videos this 
this uh, month because I was trying to find that proper work balance, et cetera. Um, yeah. some, some cool things there and uh, getting to meet new people in the industry. And I'm hoping I can have some cool guests on. And, uh, you know, that's been really fun. So now I really want to focus on like, you know, learning how to use the camera better because it's mostly been premiere after effects and, and those sorts of things, uh, but you know, right. always learning. And that's, that's been a fun kind of side part of the hobby for me. Yeah. I mean, content, content production is its own art, you know, there's, there's, there's so much to do there and there's so many different levels of production and like, what's the right way to do it. I, I've seen so many different content producers, especially when it comes to, <clears throat> excuse me, like battle reports, right? Like in the 40 K world, you have something like uh, tabletop tactics where it's guys like literally just like hold a camera, and it's like film the other person's whole turn. And like there's very minimal editing, right? In the in sort of right. The end, right? <clears throat> or you do something like uh, 40K in 40 minutes, which are really right. Videos, where it's like, I love guys, like, like a full blown like movie almost. Like they have like constant editing and sound effects and like, special effects and like stuff is really cool. But I sure think that appeals to me more, but you know, I'm not at that skill level. But you know, people watching you may see us taking some, some, uh, some risks and trying some new things out, right? Because this is just like a, this is what we do for fun, Toby. This isn't our. Uh, I have no illusions. I am not some crazy, massive content creator person. This is like what we're what we're doing for fun. And you know, thank you so much to everyone who has helped support us or tuned in to to help encourage us to keep making stuff or to ask questions or you know, we're happy to help people get their channel started because you know we're sharing the things that we love to do. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing that's what's great about, I think what the great thing about content creation in general is just there's so much just love of the game and love of the hobby that you know, sometimes you, especially when you get to like the really competitive side of things, there's all this like, you know, min maxing and this unit's overpowered or this game is broken or blah, blah, blah. Like for every game I've ever played. Yeah. Um, but the content production is really more about just like, we all like the same thing. And it's just right. fun to talk about. That's as simple as that. I mean, that's the point, right? If you're hoping that somebody finds your stuff and they're, they take a look at it and they, they're like, wow, this is fun. I want to I want to have fun like this, too. Right. This is like the extension of me being at a gaming store and being like, come check out this game. Like, it's so cool. Like, I want to share my enthusiasm. That's that's 100 percent how I found a lot of the games I played. Like, I, I played Magic again because I saw, you know, Command Zone. I played 40K again because I saw 40K in 40 minutes. Like those content creators like you know who have this like really interesting like you know these interesting videos that are you know, play well and like to highlight why the game is so interesting like it's it's infectious and like, it makes you want to get involved so it totally is uh you know it's it's fun to just share that with other people tell them why you think it's so exciting i i really liked um uh sunday slaughter's videos was that that guy i yeah. watched a bunch of his stuff recently um you know and it's kind of like living vicariously through them playing on the tabletop and i'm right yeah, and Chris is good people too, and that's the nice thing. I know I know a lot of content creators have uh, dropped off over this year, but I think we're starting to see people start coming back, and we're going to see a lot more. And I think a song of Empire is getting to that point where you know soon it will be kind of inundated. I think it's kind of hitting a, a new level of interest. We're seeing really what's important is a lot of these bigger content creators, and you know we're trying to reach out. And I know people like Duncan Rhodes have been great for like championing the game. Ash from Gorilla Miniatures Games was always great about it. And, you know, we want to really be reaching out to getting some of those big guys to come in here and start and start shining some more light on this game, because I think the game, it sells itself. Right. And you, you, you play it and you'll jump in. Yeah, I thought it was great when Team Covenant jumped on there. That was another, yeah. another pair that I really like their stuff. And like, you know, they got it on the show and 
really highlighted some of the uh, awesome stuff about that's that's unique about song of ice and fire right absolutely well you know i mean it was kind of just good to get on here and and catch up a bit it's been a long time i know we were a little bit late on our on this episode uh like i said we do have some cool things coming in the project and we got a lot of things in the work here at on the table gaming but you know in the end it really comes down to getting to share our love of the game and games in general and you know thank you to everyone who tunes in you know weekly or whenever you get a chance to to give a listen and uh you know definitely stay tuned uh for patreon supporters make sure you check out our most recent posts we do have uh we, we made some merch uh, i'm not always great about like self-advertising or that sort of stuff kind of <laughs> just like do our own thing here but if you want to pick up a cool on the table gaming tactics tea we'll have those available uh, through teespring and then if you're on the the 15 pledge month you can get a t-shirt as well sent out to you so make sure you fill out the form for that and, you know, thanks to everyone who's been listening. We do have some some big things coming down the line for the podcast. Uh, we'll do some more like casual conversation chats like this. We'll obviously be covering A Song of Ice and Fire, the Miniatures Games 2021 update. We've got some uh, faction experts. We'll be going back and doing relooks at some of our really old at this point, like how to play, what to buy, how you do the factions. You know, Josh, I think you and I did most of those back in the day. We had some good guests, but we might need to revisit that as well. How do you get how do you get started with this? And then uh, I think we'll be focusing a lot on like building communities. Yeah. And, and I definitely want to get a campaign together. I want to get some XP and spend it on yeah. communities and, uh, you know, have my little hero units uh, running around the table. Cause that, that's, that's also a really fun way to play. A hundred percent. And we know we'll be checking out some other games along the way. I will certainly let people know how my first bolt action game with Josh goes. And uh, I'm excited to get my LAAT, my uh, my little flying patrol vehicle for Star Wars Legion, have a little bit of aerial units. So I'm sure there'll be some Star Wars stuff as well. But thanks for listening, everybody. We'll catch you next week. In the meantime, hope you get your miniatures on the table. Mm-hmm.